Welcome to the Shepherd's Crick Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our King, Jesus. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook. I hope you're having a great day today. We're going to talk about two things today that I think hopefully will will be helpful to you. I mean, obviously, I want to be helpful to you. We're going to talk about righteous indignation and then righteous motivation. And we're going to look at two groups of people that are really capturing the hearts of this nation and young men in particular right now. And we're going to ask and answer the question, why? And then what can we learn from that as pastors, but then broader than just pastoral ministry, but as men in general, what can we learn from the people right now that are speaking to the voice of America, the, the frustrations that are happening in America, and how can we have righteous anger and then righteous motivation on the backside of that righteous anger? So let's go down and ask for the Lord's help and then trust that he's going to give it. Let's pray. Father, I just pray for wisdom as I work through this material. I pray this would be helpful. And ultimately, I want to honor you. And so lead this time. I trust that you're going to. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. If you have not been righteously angry over the last few years, then I want to light a fire in you. And I just plead with you to get angry for goodness sake. If you're a pastor and you've not been angry and you've not displayed righteous anger to your congregation, to your household, to your, to your friends, to whoever, then my goodness, what the heck is wrong with you? I mean, if you're just going on, going on like everything's normal, everything's fine, and you've not been angry over the things that have been coming out the last few years, if you've not been angry at our government, if you've not been angry when you hear things like the sound of freedom and the pedophilia that's going on in our world, if you've not been angry at the whole food system and what we're dealing with when it comes to the FDA, from big pharma to big food to all of that, if that's not made you angry and lit a fire in you, then what the heck is wrong with you? If the state of this country right now and the world right now, as we see it in front of us, isn't righteous just causing you to rise up and say, bow to King Jesus and making you angry, then this is the episode for you. And we're going to look at two groups of people right now that are capturing the hearts of young men, young men that are committing suicide or on the brink of suicide. And then they're finding people like this and they are finding what they think is hope either through anger or motivation. And we owe them better than this. Because right now, our young men and our young people and really everybody in this country right now is under assault by the politicians, by the media. We have been desensitized to sexual perversion. We've been desensitized to uh, the whole food supply. We've been desensitized to big pharma and vaccines and all of this. It's made us customers from birth to death. Literally, they are making us sick and then medicating us and keeping us sick longer, making money off us over and over and over again. And there's nothing we can do about it. Well, there is something we can do about it, but it starts with anger. And so the first step to what we're talking about today is finding within you your King David moment where you are righteously angry over evil things. Finding your moment where you, like your King Jesus, are upset in the temple, overturning the tables in the temple, and you're you're right, you're angry about the right sorts of things. That's a good and holy thing, and we need to be displaying that to our family. We need to display that to our church, but we don't need it to come out in unrighteous ways. We'll get to that here in a little bit. So there's two groups of people I want to talk about today that I've learned from and that I think you're going to resonate with. Uh, number one is the guy, Oliver Anthony, right now. His song, Rich Men North of Richmond, are, it's, it's been viral like crazy the last few days. I'm actually going to read through the lyrics here. I've not done this before, so this is kind of more of a, a PG or PG-13 episode here today. Never done that, never done something like this, but I'm going to read through the lyrics. And what you're going to find is that some people are more upset about the language in the song than they are the content of the song. 
And yet, if you'll look under Oliver Anthony's song on YouTube, or if you'll look at Tom McDonald's music or J.P. Spears' music, these are three people that are calling out the evil in our world today. And they're not even Bible-believing, Jesus-loving Christians, but they, through the common grace of God, are recognizing what's happening to us through the forces of darkness and through the through the through the hands and the work of politicians and again big pharma and all of this right now that is being thrust upon us pushed upon us through the world economic forum through all of that that used to be called conspiracy theories that people now just normies like us are saying yeah okay yeah there is this is this is happening to us and we need to be watching out for this and they need to bow the king to bow to Jesus now or we're praying that God would judge them through precatory psalms and bring judgment by fire if need be right now. These three people I want to talk about at first are Oliver, Anthony, Tom McDonald, and J.P. Spears, because I think there's lessons to learn from them because they have identified and they're calling out in very creative ways the evil they see all around them. And we're just going to read this, and he's going to hit on themes right now that are very prevalent in our country. And if you just look underneath, here's what people are saying underneath the comments, in the comments. They're typing. The, 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 the warrior typers here are saying, finally, somebody that's saying what needs to be said. I feel just like you. This is a hearty amen, cosine. They're resonating with us. Almost 8 million views on this song in just like five or six days. And this dude does such a great job. Here's, listen to this content, okay? Like I said, this is rough around the edges content, but he's tapping into something that I think we should be leading the way in. Here's what it says. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for BS pay. So I can sit here and waste my life away, drag my drag back home and drown my troubles away. So what, what's happened in the last three years? Young men were forced out of work and called non-essential and liquor stores were open and they had nothing else to do but drown their sorrows away. That is, that's the government literally killing us by way of depression and suicide. And he's angry about it. He's upset about it. He's upset about working for somebody else, making them a lot of money. And yet it may be time for him to start his own business. That's what he's doing through his music. But there's a lot of men like this, a lot of young men like this that are frustrated. He said, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, for people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Living in the new world with an old soul. These men, rich men north of Richmond, who's he talk about? The politicians, both on the left and the right. Politicians on the left and the right. Evil men, evil women that are rewarding evil and punishing the good. They don't know their God-given responsibility. And they're being destructive. They're destroying generations. They're destroying a nation. And they're doing it right in front of us with many people just nodding along, just acting like everything's okay. What is wrong with you people? Pastors, what the heck is wrong with you? Say something. Do something. And I'm going to give some things to say and some things to do here in just a little bit. Lord knows they want to have total control. That's what they want. Politicians want power over you. Doesn't it make you angry? It, it should. That you have to be concerned about what, what our phones are listening to. It makes me angry. I have to cover my phone sometimes with conversations, just simple things. Doesn't it make you angry? It should that you're talking about a product or talking about something that you saw that's neat. And then all of a sudden, just two days later, your wife gets an ad for it. There should be righteous anger over that sort of thing. And yet we've been so desensitized to it. We just kind of laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> These rich men north of, of, of Richmond, they, over the last few years, the state has been given by God the sword and they wanted more than the sword. They wanted the keys to the kingdom. They've wanted the keys to the church. And how many pastors, instead of having righteous indignation and saying, how dare you want to control the sacraments? How dare you want to control what happens on a Lord's Day gathering? How dare you want to control our liturgy? Instead of saying that, they said, okay, well, we'll put our mask on and we'll social distance. Instead of laying hands on the sick, we'll distance from the sick. 
Instead of anointing with oil and praying for healing, we will distance from the sick and we'll do what you say you want us to do. And this song, as he's saying, these rich men north of Richmond, it's lighting a fire in people all across the country and all across the world. I've seen comments from all across the world of people saying, yeah, this is not right. They just want to have total control. That's what they say. That's what they do. They want to know what you think, want to know what you do. And they don't think you know, but they, but I know that you do. We know what's happening. We know what's happening to us and around us. And they think we don't. I think we're just blindly doing whatever they tell us to do. And sadly, so many people are. Because your dollar ain't shit and it's taxed to no end. Anybody else sick and tired of that? 50% of everything that you make going to taxes? Because these rich men north of, of, of Richmond, I wish politicians would look out for miners and not just miners on an island somewhere. Didn't that enrage you? Like that, that was supposed to be a conspiracy theorist, this whole Epstein thing. And now it's obvious our politicians are pedophiles. The whole LGBT movement, that whole thing is moving towards and from the beginning, sexual perversion. It's, it's almost as if we can, if we just allow one sexual perversion, then no other sexual perversions will come. No, 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 no. This again, righteous indignation. Don't just let it stop at anger. You got to move to holy motivation here in just a little bit. But if you've not been angry, there is a place to be angry and you should be in a holy manner. Lord, we got folks on the streets. They got nothing to eat and the obese milk and welfare. Well, God, if you're five foot three and 300 pounds, taxes shouldn't pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground because all this damn country does is keep kicking them down. Again, when a nation, when leaders are to reward the good and punish the evil, invert that. What ends up happening is that we are under assault and we know it. And if you don't know it yet, again, this is your wake up moment. And so he goes on. And what ends up happening is people are reading this or like, or hearing this and they're like, yep, absolutely. We're on board. We're, and so 8 million people in six days, six days later, 8 million people. What about Tom McDonald or JP Spears? Tom McDonald through rap music. So the, uh, the Oliver Anthony is through the country now through the rap, Tom McDonald and Adam Calhoun, they just came out with a song called American flags and they're singing. And it's like, it's got everybody in this country. That's watched that. You look underneath that. It's like, I'm a 65 year old trucker. I've never listened to country music. Uh, I'm, or excuse me. I've never listened to rap music. And yet I love this. Thank you so much for being a voice for people like me. And they're watching it and they're typing and they're saying this and they're tapping into something that's inside of people. They're, they're, people are saying this is not right. And all the dots are connecting in songs and music like this or in, in comedy like with J.P. Spears when through, through mockery, you're mocking the left, mocking what's crazy. And these dots get connected because everybody's thinking like something's not right. And then when they hear or see something like this, it comes together for them. And there's that righteous singer. Okay. Okay. So then there's this other group. This first group is doing this, uh, this right, this righteous anger. They're angry. They're getting people angry. And the second group is getting people motivated. So why is it that there are young men, young man after young man after young man with the same story? I was at the end of my rope. And then I found Cameron Haynes or I found David Goggins. And then finally, I, I'm motivated and my life has changed. And it's like they, they speak of a conversion experience. It's almost like they're born again or something. And I, I've learned so much from Cameron Haynes. I've really appreciated him. In fact, I've, I've reached out to him. I want to have him on my show at some point. But he says things like nobody cares, work harder. And people are, that resonates with people. Okay, I am. I'm going to be motivated. Instead of just complaining, instead of just being frustrated, I'm actually going to get to action and I'm going to do something about it. Or what about David Goggins? Again, extreme motivation or Joe Rogan. All these guys are doing the same sort of thing. They're trying to give people a positive direction, a positive uh, thing to do. And so again, 
people are jumping on board and they're capturing the hearts of men. Why is it these father figures on YouTube are capturing the hearts of men by teaching them how to change a tire to teaching them to do whatever it may be. And they're like Wrangler star finally being a voice for these young men. These young men are writing in and saying, Oh my goodness, you are, you're saying you're speaking to me as a father. And I am as your son via virtually I'm learning so much that I didn't learn from my dad. And so they're winning the hearts of people. And my whole appeal is for Christian men, like guys, the fact that, that we've been so catechized to be catechized, to be nice, to not be angry, to not be righteously angry, to be meek, mild, gentle. We are losing people from our households to the people that have been coming to the church, the young men in our communities. And we've got to be able to say with clarity some of these things, but, but do it. We have the Bible. We have the power of the Holy Spirit, for goodness sake. We can be righteously angry and we can be properly motivated towards holiness. We can show them the way. We can look at younger men in our community and say, hey, come, there is a way to live that's different than you're living. You can be you can be righteously angry and you can do something about it. Let me show you the way. And for the young men out there that are listening to this, maybe you feel like you're at the end of the rope. Find a man that you want to be like and then ask if you can spend time with him. Hang out with him. Find some men at the church and say, listen, I, I my life's a wreck. I don't know what to do. I'm angry with the way, the way the world is right now. Will you please just spend some time with me and help me to walk in obedience to God's word? Help me to do what God's called me to do as a man. Help me to figure out how to live life. Find guys like that, and they will help. And so there's some lessons that we can have. Um, as Christians, pastors in particular, and then men in general, you've got to be angry. Stop saying that everything is a conspiracy and look at the reality, look at the facts, and say, my goodness, we are under assault. They do want what Oliver Anthony is saying. That's true. They want us, they, they want to kill us. They want autism to continue. They want us to be slaves to vaccines. They want us to be slaves to the government. They want the, the government's creating problems and then getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They, that's what they want. They want to control you. We should be righteously angry at pastors that are limp-wristed and not speaking the truth. We should be righteously angry about men that aren't angry when they hear something about human trafficking. We should want to be able to grab them and just like, wake up, dude. Come on. What planet are you living on right now? Wake up. We need people to bow to King Jesus. And so we should be able to voice that. We should be modeling righteous anger. I mean, if you're going to walk people in holiness, if you're going to disciple young men, then you're going to have to learn how, if you're going to disciple your family, you're going to have to learn how to be righteously angry and, and not sin in your anger. You're going to have to show people, here's how you can be angry without sinning. That's a part of discipleship. We have to call out evil without stuttering and without being embarrassed. People are tired and they're going to start leaving churches in droves. They're tired of their pastors apologizing to sinners. Stop doing that. Stop saying you're sorry for offending people as they continue to be prideful about their sin. Stop. And we've got to wake up and not be calloused by the media. We have to stop being calloused. That is just what we have to do. Okay, so let, let's put these two together. What, what can we what can we learn? So we've already learned some lessons here uh, to the negative about righteous anger, but now what about holy motivation? So for, learning from guys like Cameron Haynes, David Goggins, and Joe Rogan. We want to be in our anger, moved to action. And then we wonder, what are we supposed to do? Like, how, how, what, okay, what's next? And it's so much easier than we make it out to be. What's next is take control by the grace of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Be a godly man. Be a godly man in your home. Be a godly man at church. Be a godly man in the world. And if you are struggling with personal disciplines, spiritual disciplines, well, it starts with waking up early in the morning and spending time with the Lord in prayer and in word. It starts with being a not just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. It starts with doing everything you can in your home for your generations to honor the Lord and take responsibility in your household. 
How's your family? Are they doing well? Are they healthy? Are you healthy personally? If you're not healthy personally, then start buying better food. Start eating better. Start exercising. Get strong. Be motivated in the right sort of way. That is going to pay dividends in many different areas of your life where you're continuing to be out, off, out of the system, getting out of the system that, that's trying to destroy you and kill you. And you are actually now turning that and saying, okay, no, I'm going to be as healthy as I can be. And there's going to be providential hindrances to that. There's going to be certain times that you're not feeling well. There's certain times that you're going to be sick, of course, but you want to do everything you can to be as healthy as you can physically and spiritually. And then take care of your family well. Take care of your family. Love your family well. And then be a healthy church member. Okay, guys, look at the young men around you that are despairing and be the kind of man that they want to learn from where they don't have to like, why do I have to go to Joe Rogan? Because I've got so-and-so in the church that I can learn from. Why do I have to go to Cam Haynes? Because I see this guy waking up every single morning and working and crushing it out and it's physically fit and he's got his life together. And certainly there's areas of sin and struggle in his life that he's dealing with. But why do I have to be won over by Oliver Anthony? Because my pastor's been speaking of this stuff for years. So we got to be those kind of men. We need to be righteously anger, angry. And then we need to be righteously motivated to holiness. And we've got to call people, other people up. We've got to call them out of their righteous anger. It, 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 it takes two different kinds of people. Somebody that's not been angry yet, they've got to be called into righteous anger. And then somebody that's angry needs to not sin in their anger, and they need to be called to motivation. Now, you don't have to start a foundation. You don't have to change the world through a big movement or anything like that. It starts with just being a godly man in your home. Men fail. They have sin failures in ministry and in life because they neglect spiritual disciplines. They neglect basic things in life. A man ends up in his 40s, 50s, 60s, incredibly unhealthy because he made these bad decisions in his 30s, 20s, and 30s and wasn't vigilant with his health, spiritual, and physical in his younger years as a man. And so we can do better. We can do better. Here's what's needed. And it's not just a few pastors here and there. This is what A.W. Tozer said a few years ago. And I've quoted this a couple of times on the podcast, quoted this to the church as well. But I believe this, and I want to broaden this out, not just a few pastors, but we need this as every man in this country. This is what we need. Here's what Tozer said. That Christianity is to, be, is to receive a rejuvenation. And by the way, I'm hopeful. I believe in the reign of Christ. And I believe that nothing is, I, I've been corrected even by, I've been corrected by a, a premillennial brother recently, where I've said that, that our nation's already fallen. And I, I don't know the future. If I say something definitively like that, like that, God can do a work. God can bring revival to a people. He can bring repentance to a people. And so here's what uh, Tozer said. If Christianity is to receive a reju rejuvenation, it must be by other means than is now being used. If the church in the second half of this century, and we could say in the first half of the 21st century, is to recover from the injuries she has suffered in the first half, there must appear a new type of preacher. Not just a new type of preacher, Tozer. A new type of man. A new type of, of Christian man. Not an effeminate, feminized man. A new type of man. Here's what he says. The proper ruler of the synagogue type will never do. Neither will the priestly type of man who carries out his duties, takes his pay and asks no questions, nor the smooth talking pastoral type who knows how to make the Christian religion acceptable to everyone. Isn't everybody sick and tired of that? My goodness. All these have been tried and found wanting. Another kind of religious leader must arise among us. Another man must arise among us. He must be of the old prophetic type. A man who has seen visions of God has heard a voice from the throne. Then he comes and I pray when he comes and I pray there will not be one but many. He will stand in flat contradiction to everything our smirking smooth civilization holds clear and dear. 
He will contradict, he will denounce and protest in the name of God. He will earn the hatred and the opposition of large segments, even of Christianity and Christendom. Such a man is likely to be a lean, rugged, blunt-spoken, and a little bit angry with the world kind of man. He will love Christ and the souls of men to the point of willingness to die for the glory of the one and salvation of the other. But he will fear nothing that breathes with mortal breath. This is only to say that we need to have the gifts of the Spirit restored again to the church. And it's my belief that one gift we need most is the gift of preaching. Friends, we need men like this. We need men that are John the Baptist-like men, that are Jesus-in-the-temple-type men, that are willing to be righteously angry and that are willing, hear me, they're also willing to be righteously motivated. And if there's men like that, the young men will recognize, the young ladies will recognize, your children will recognize, your wife will recognize, if we will be the kind of men that God has called us to be, pastors, if you will get righteously angry, get angry, and then be wholly motivated, motivated in a holy manner. My goodness, uh, I'm excited about what God is doing and will do. And if you become like that, it's because God's at work. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope this has been helpful and encouraging. Uh, it's been a little bit of, of a rant, but hopefully it's been a helpful rant. Uh, learn from these guys, but be better than them. Be better than them. Uh, we're men filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we can lead in such a way that's compelling and we can serve in such a way that's compelling. We can be the kind of men that young men want to look at and say, that's the kind of man I want to be like. Be like that. Win the hearts of the people around you. Thanks for listening. Please continue to come back. Leave a rating or review. If you would like, please check out the Sons and Slaves podcast that I have with my boys. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. For more information, you can go to the shepherdscrook.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crook, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.